JP France had a bounce back start. Bregman and Alvarez go back to back. Six runs versus two. The Astros offense showed up again. Let's talk about this. Another win by the Houston Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook, always positive, always Stros. All right, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go ahead and keep on subscribing to us. Go ahead and make us your first listen. Give us a big fat thumbs up as well and give us a like. And go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you check out your podcast, go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast and become an everyday or somebody that listens to our podcast every day. Win or lose, we're all Astros fans. We're all here together. Whether Dusty makes a great decision, a bad decision, okay decision, we're all here for you to just discuss it. So uh, the Astros win this game. Uh, there's a lot of offense in this series so far. Uh, we have the back-to-back bros back. Um, we have Bregman and Alvarez hitting back-to-back home runs. So we have also back Michael Brantley. Uh, we got to see him play. And while he was 0-4, he made some hard contact. We'll talk about that. Uh, JP France had a nice rebound game and finding Christian Javier. I think the Astros are trying to find him and trying to find out what happened to him. I mean, he was so dominant last year, but uh, he's not the same guy this year. And is there some waiver wire, wire gold out there? We'll, we'll talk about that. The Angels did like something it. that people were like, wait, what did they, they just do? But it makes a lot of sense, especially where they are. And Altuve's influence to the Astros offense. We'll talk about what they've done, uh, what he's done, what the Astros have done since he's returned back to the lineup on this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Yeah, so this game got started out, you know, with the bang, literally two home runs, back-to-back solo shots like you mentioned. Um, let's let's make another bobblehead. Why not? But Bregman and Alvarez both went three for five. Um, Alvarez, I think it was 10 for his, 10 for his last 12 at-bats. I believe that he had gotten on base successfully. He had gone six for six prior to that as Eric looks for his back-to-back bobbleheads. He can't resist looking for bobbleheads while I'm talking about something. It's great. Um, But seriously, what I love about this team, Eric, is we have five hitters that have an OPS over 800. And at the top of the lineup, Altuve boasts a 926, Bregman 812, Alvarez 973. Tucker 894, Yanner Diaz at 829. I mean, this team's full of guys that can hit, and this team has really started to look better since they had that team meeting. I know they had a couple stinkers after that, but overall, this team's been performing well. Um, I'm going to say this. If the Astros don't get Adam Duvall in the offseason, I'm just going to ask him why. (laughs) You got to get that guy on your team because you can't have him playing against you. I uh, yeah, I I know, um, but he's a good fella. He's a good hitter sometimes. But uh, yeah, so this guy is a pretty good hitter at times. So 
Alex Not Bregman, uh, he had a home run in first inning. It was crushed. It was it went into the green monster, and it was uh, 105 exit velocity. It had expected batting average of 940. It, it would have been a home run in 27 out of 30 ballparks. That's what's so weird about that place. I mean, it, it was crushed. But how would it not be a home run in other ballparks? But um, And then you had one of the shortest home runs of this guy's career. Uh, it was, what, 341 feet. It was a 109.5 uh, exit the velocity. Laser. Yeah, it was a laser. And it was – it was, <laughs> listen to this. Uh, wait, I think I'm actually looking at the wrong one. But uh, where's the home run? So it was a uh, 334 feet. Actually, it wow. would have been a home run in two out of 30 ballparks. Uh, Yankee What's Stadium the other... would be oh, Yankee. Oh, Stadium. Yankee Stadium, because it's a little league ballpark. We all know. Yeah. That. So, but it w- went out of there in 3.3 seconds, and so it was a blast. And so, I mean, it was pesky. It's a pesky corner. That's why I kind of put that in the thumbnail today. Uh, the Ast- Astros win with the pesky slide. I will talk about the slide in a little bit, but uh, I. It's amazing how the little um, nuances of a ballpark sometimes helps you win, and that's what happened in this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, yesterday when we were discussing um, Altuve's cycle, his home run, Eric, reminded me of Mark McGuire home runs in the home run derby contest. I don't know if you remember that that iconic home run derby with him, I believe King Griffey Jr., several other just massive, power hitters and that that was the game when they when they wheeled out ted williams out to the middle of the field all the players were shaking his right. hand um but that's the first thing i thought when altuve hit that ball i was like oh my gosh that reminded me of a mark mcguire home run derby home run and the reason why it is only a home run in a, in a couple parks is because that fence is so close now i've never had the experience of going to um you know fenway park i'm hoping oh. today no, Fenway Park. Stop with the Boston accent. It's Park. Just say Park, dude. Don't. You need to work on that Boston accent. Um, okay. I don't. I don't want any Southies coming after me. Um, but look, man. At the end of the day, um, this team just basically did what they needed to do. JP France had to have a rebound start, and he did. But you love to see, even when they're three hundred and thirty-one foot home runs or whatever, you love to see them getting on base and you know look Brantley Brantley looked good um Brantley's return was you know highly anticipated and I joked on the show last night because per Dusty he's like I know he's ready but I may give him an extra day maybe two extra days and I'm like why do you do that like why do you why do you say it that way kind of like Stanley says in the office to Michael you know like why word it the way you word it. And sometimes I think Dusty's playing with our emotions. I think he knows exactly what he's doing and he likes the segment thoughts by Dusty. So that's probably why he's feeding us that stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm, I think he definitely listens to his show and he's like, I, yeah, I, I know he does. To, I want to, I want to say random crap. That's going to make the thoughts by Dusty segment. So uh, definitely <laughs> something that uh, he's trying to do there. So Baker did say that Brantley will D- play left field today, which he did. And he, he also said that he would DH tomorrow. Abreu will be off and Singleton will start at first base. Uh, so uh, we've seen uh, some, uh, we've seen Abreu kind of get hot recently because um, if you're going to be scoring all the runs the Astros have recently, you're going to have to have some uh, consistent offense from everybody. Michael Brantley had a welcome back balloon at his locker. 
So that was cool. This was his first game serious? he's played since, uh, yeah, since June 26th kind of, of 2022. And so uh, this is just, it's great to see him back out there. Yes, um, the guy who's probably going to lose some playing time is Yiner Diaz. Uh, we did see him as a catcher. And um, so uh, this is what Baker said. It's going to take away some playing time from the other guys, but they're not Michael Brantley. I can play Jordan in left field tomorrow, which he played an excellent left field Monday night prior to the day off on defense. It's just got to plan to take care of both of them, and hopefully they'll take care of us. But in this game, Michael Brantley was 0 for 4, but he did uh, square up the ball pretty well, especially that first one. Uh, it just unfortunately didn't go anywhere. But this was the exit velocities in the game, 102.2, 99.1. 97.6 and 104.1. So he's making good contact. It just, it, unfortunately, it didn't go where he wanted to go. But uh, with more uh, time and just just getting used to the big league pitching again, I think we'll see uh, Uncle Mike that we expect to see. So, um, and so we'll see what happens. And he said, uh, uh, Baker went on to say he worked hard to get back to this point. We still have to watch him and keep an eye on him and watch his movements. Hopefully he can play all the way through the season and to the postseason. So Dusty Baker has not given up. So you guys cannot give up on your, your Houston Astros. Well, and you know, I don't think anybody's given up. Um, I, I know. know I think some words I shared the other day on, on online, you, you would have thought that I just like made the Astros out to be the worst team ever in the history of baseball. But from what you're telling me, what Dusty's alluding to on the next lineup, it sounds like Diaz is not going to be in there. Um, which I do not like because Diaz, I'm sorry, John Singleton. You, I mean, you've earned your spot, but right now the way Diaz is hitting, it's really hard to keep him out of the lineup. I, I just don't see why. I mean, if Singleton was the opposite, and we'll get to your LinkedIn jobs here thing, but if Singleton was hot and Diaz was the guy that wasn't the hot bat, I, w- I, w- I would flip that script. But let me tell you something. There is a thing I want you to pay attention to is LinkedIn sales solution, okay? Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both you, the buyer, and seller at every stage, well, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translate comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights, just like when you have someone like Jordan Alvarez at the plate. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales, and we've built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. It's basically like a stacked Astros lineup. So right now, you can try LinkedIn sales, and this lineup includes Yonder Diaz, Look up the LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at LinkedIn.com slash locked on. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on and get started. The Astros do play the Red Sox again on Wednesday, 3.10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Uh, yeah, just getting Michael Brantley back to the lineup is going to be a big uh, lift, not just to 
uh, the batting order, I guess, but just um, just what he can offer as a leader. I mean, yes, he's been in dugout. Yes, um, he didn't. He did, he's not the type of guy that is going to stay home and be like, oh yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, recover at home. He he's going to the type of guy if he's able, he's going to be at, in the clubhouse as much as possible. We saw him on his off days. He came uh, to just kind of be with the Astros. So I think he's a big time leader. Um, I don't think he's going to get to uh, as many as at bats as he needed to get his money. But at the same time, I think it's uh, it's great to see him back. And um, I think uh, Dusty Baker is going to get uh, to Yiner Diaz in as many games as we can. Before we get to France, let's talk about Yiner Diaz. Um, not only we'll talk about the slide, but uh, this dude has been swinging at every pitch um, this year. He hasn't walked a lot, but um, in the past, like X amount of games, he's walked three times. He's all the way up to 10 walks or something for the year. Yeah. So he is showing some patience. He's showing that uh, he can do, uh, He he's not just a, um, just a wild swinger. He's out somebody out there that can take some pitches as well. And we saw him that he can run uh, that on that Mauricio <laughs> Dubon uh, double. He ran first to home and basically slid underneath the tag uh, at home plate. And yeah. I like he should have been out. Even the um, I, I forgot if it was Callis or Callis or if it was Blummer. They said, oh, he's out. But they're like, wait, he's actually safe because he went underneath <laughs> the tag. That was great. I mean, Yiner Diaz is not only a force behind the plate, not only a force at the plate, but he's a force on the basis because he's young, he's fast, he's athletic. All the all the reasons you lined out. And Eric, that's all the reason why he should be at first base. That's why he should be in this lineup every day. We know he's going to catch JP. We know he's going to catch Hunter Brown. We need him to catch other pitchers as well. I would like to see him catch Christian, um, uh, not Chris Javier. I'd like to see him catch Framber Valdez. Framer Valdez is who's going on the mound tomorrow for the Astros. Um, because what happens if you get in a situation where you have to catch Diaz in a playoff situation and you can't use Maldonado? What happens if Maldonado goes down with an injury in Diaz's first experience catching a pitcher in the playoffs is in the playoffs? I, I, I think that is doing the team a disservice. I think that's doing the pitcher and the catcher a disservice. And to me, there is time to make that happen. And Diaz doesn't give you a disadvantage being the catcher for your frontline pitchers. And um, he's just proven tonight. I mean, this kid is, is, is really, really doing well. Um, Like you said, I mean, he's got four walks in August. He had four walks in, I mean, four walks in yeah, August. He had four walks in July before that. He only had two total. So he is not free swinging as much dude. When he connects, he absolutely blisters the ball i mean he punishes the ball and there's really i i just i just can't find a logical baseball reason why you would keep yiner diaz on the bench and put someone like singleton or myers or dubon or just anybody just just name an astro that that isn't one of your mainline starters diaz should be out there and you know what if you can't get diaz at first can't get diaz at dh you know what tell maldi to coach him from the dugout to help Framber valdez to talk to Framber in between innings and keep him in sync. And I think that's what, that's, that's what needs to happen eventually. Well, um, I'm going to be Mr. Negative here and I'm going to say, well, he did miss that foul pop up there. So um, I think if he, if he was an everyday catcher, I think that he would have been. Now, now you're, now you're just trolling. This is what we call (laughs) trolling on Twitter. Or ton and cheek. Yeah. Yeah. I know you, I know you are. No, but I mean, 
you know, Eric, and you and I have been calling for more time for Diaz for a long time. But to me, it's not just the value of him being behind the plate. Like, he's got to be in this lineup. He he gives you more offense. He gives you more of a chance. He gives you more of an opportunity. Maybe he's not great against left-handed pitchers. Okay, I'll give you that. But, look, I love this kid in the lineup. The slide was amazing. Um, oh, by the way, Tucker stole a base. It was negated by a really bad review. Oh, yeah, that was His terrible. hand was clearly on the base. He clearly stole. So if he gets to 29 stolen bases and 30 home runs, we know he's really a 30-30 guy. Yes. Uh, so unfortunately, I mean, I think I just don't think there was like uh, enough evidence to overrule it. I think that's what it was. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it did look like he did make the base. He, he did oh, yeah. get there in time. But I just don't think there is clear evidence enough to overturn well, From that, that one camera angle there was. From the one camera angle, his hand clearly yeah. hit the base, and then the glove hit his hit his arm. I mean, it was – Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, there, there had to be some reason. But, unfortunately, in that situation, Dusty Baker could not argue. Once you challenge it and they, they – um, they say it stands. See, I would get rung up so fast, dude. Dude, dude, I got thrown out of a little league game one time. Okay, right. I would get rung up so fast in the major leagues. That's not even funny. <laughs> I probably wouldn't last like a week in the major leagues. I would get thrown out every game. Well, uh, JP France, uh, he didn't last very long. Speaking, of not lasting very long in his last game versus Red Sox, he gave up Oof. ten runs in two and two thirds innings, but he lasted uh, five and two thirds innings. Gave up five hits, two earned runs. One walk, three strikeouts, 93 pitches. I think that uh, they're making a little bit of some hard contact earlier in the game, but I think that he settled down. And he he pitched the way he wanted to, and I think that he it was a good rebound start. And I you have to imagine that he probably had a lot of um, maybe he couldn't sleep very well last night, probably some nerves coming into this after his worst major league start. But that just shows what type of bulldog he is. He went out there and uh, just pitched his uh, heart out. And the Astros got the runs for him. And you had the two early runs, and then they uh, they added the later runs. But uh, I love what the Astros are doing recently. They're scoring runs often. Uh, do they always score runs? No. Uh, there's that game that Friday where they only scored one run, and then Ryan Presley let the the game mm. get away from them but for the most part they have been scoring runs and so um well one, right and i'm ahead. sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead now i was just gonna say that i'm sure you talked about in yesterday's show but christian javier has been going the opposite direction um it seems he like while he's not bending he i mean he's <laughs> not breaking he's not really showing any improvement and this is what Dusty Baker said before today on, on the Sports Talk uh, on Sports Talk 790 on Matt Thomas show. He said that he and the pitching coaches are still trying to figure out why Christian Javier has been struggling this year. And so I think we all are. Uh, he just doesn't have the same stuff that we've seen in the past. He just doesn't have the same um, like determination. And it just seems like something's missing. And the I Astros think, need to figure it out. I think it's a pitch clock. I think the pitch clock has got him rattled. It's got to be because he looks unsettled. He doesn't look comfortable. The second he stepped on the mound last night, he didn't look comfortable. Um, someone DM'd me yesterday and asked me because they had heard that Josh Miller had messed with his arm slot and the way he holds the baseball. 
and they he wonders if that's where his velocity's gone. And I said, I don't know. I'm not going to accuse Josh Miller of changing anything. I haven't seen that report. Maybe you've read something, but someone had reached out to me and asked me, and we addressed that. The bottom line is this. Christian Javier is, for whatever reason, a shell of his former self. He is not the preseason Cy Young favorite that, that he was going into the season. I mean, people didn't even talk about Valdez. They were talking about Javier. I just, I just don't think he, I don't think he's adjusted well to the pitch clock. I, I mean, he seems rust. He seems unsettled. He, he seems like he's not satisfied with what he's doing. Right? Like you, like JP France, his, his, his X factor this year is the ability to just put away the mistakes and keep dealing and keep pitching. And even when he was getting shelled, he never looked rattled. Okay. Some guys are just have more mental fortitude than others. And Javier does need to find it because if I'm making my playoff lineup today, my playoff roster today, he is not a starter for me. I don't care what he's done in the past World Series. We're talking, what have you done for me lately? But JP France, I called it today on the show when I was talking to RP3 in Louisiana. I said, he's going to make, he's going to have a bounce back. They are going to dive into the film. They're going to see what adjustments need to be making. Like you mentioned, he made those adjustments, and that's a pro's pro. That's a guy that I want in my top four rotation when I go into the playoffs because I know I can depend on him. I also have Jose Arquiti who can go four innings and crush it if I need him in long relief. So the Astros, guys, things are shaping up really nicely, and if things go the way they're going or we're talking, then there's going to be – there could be a three-way tie. If you're listening on Wednesday – there could be a three-way tie for the AOS division lead, and it's not done yet. And the last 14 games of the season are going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And definitely something that uh, if you want to go watch some games, go definitely go check out Hooters. Uh, they're all over the city. So go check out Hooters. It's the best place to watch baseball. And Brett, yeah. tell them a little bit about Hooters. Yeah, definitely. Hooters is the place to get wings, great grub, great brew, and hang out with friends and the world-famous Hooters girls. They have anything from teriyaki to super hot wings. I mean, you they've got great desserts. They have great burgers. So if, if you're going there listening on a Wednesday, it's buy one, get one boneless wings. Thursday, it's $19.99 um, wings and Big Daddy Bundle. And Friday is $19.83 crab legs. When you go to Hooters, tell them you listen to Locked on Astros and tell them the Locked on Astros guys sent you and you'll get a free basket of pickles. That's correct. You'll do that. And just mark your calendars right now. Because September 9th, we will be at the Hooters in Baytown doing a live show before the game. We'll have some giveaways, Hooters merchandise, Hooters gift cards, some Astros tickets. It will be fun. And, heck, you can even bring the kids and hang out with us. And the hoot about Hooters is that they have happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m., 10 p.m. to close. And if you're near NASA, Rosie has told us that on September 7th, every Thursday night, from that point on, after Thursday night football, karaoke. Happy hour till close. So go check it out. Great grub, great brews. Go cheer the Astros to another victory and tell them the Locked On Astros guys sent you. And the Astros do play the Red Sox on Wednesday at 3 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Eric, real quick before you um, go into the next point, I just, I just want to ask you because, you know, I, I was on the show last night. I know you saw. Jose Altuve's cycle. Um, we we were we were kind of joking about how JP France said 
but he still doesn't have a five-hit game. And I talked about how he had six at bats. Oh, I'm sorry, Pena. What did I say? JP France. Oh, sorry. Now, <laughs> so, so Jeremy Pena said, "Well, I still have like a five-hit game." You know, so I love seeing the interaction between the young Jeremy Pena and right. the leader of the team, Jose Altuve. I mean, how great was that to see Jose Altuve get that cycle last night? Yeah, uh, I, I did talk about that in my show too, uh, that, that Jeremy said that. And then um, it was awesome that Altuve got a chance to re- not just respond with words, but in action. Okay, kid, right. you got your five-hit game? Great. Let me sh- uh, raise a five-hit game with a cycle that hasn't been that hasn't happened with the Houston Astros in 10 years since Brandon Barnes. Right. And Brandon Barnes uh, reached out and said yeah, that uh, it's pretty special. I couldn't be more happy for him and his family and the whole situation because he deserves it. So um, the Astros, um, the last three games, this was before tonight, um, they scored, uh, what, 39 runs. So they scored six runs. So that's 46 runs. They've had 57 hits. So add nine uh, from tonight. That would be, what, 56 hits. Uh, sorry, 66 hits. Wow. Uh, so they've been scoring and they had two home runs right tonight. So that yes, was, that's uh, what 10 home runs. So they've been getting some offense and the Astros offense is getting uh, where we need it to be. The pitching Christian Javier is a little bit sus right now, but, um, and so if you want something that's sus looking at what, uh, what the angels are doing, the angels <laughs> just, they literally were like, Oh, Let's trade for all these players at the trade deadline. Ooh, and then- <laughs> we suck again. We suck again. And then let's there. They go ahead and okay. Here's the pink slip. Here's the pink slip. Here's the pink slip. Here's the pink slip. Oh, and dude, they unloaded. Yeah. So l- let me list this: uh, the list of players that they dropped: Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, Randall uh, Gertick. Hunter Renfro. This is a guy they, uh, I think, signed or traded for this offseason. Yeah. And Dominic Leon. And this was like, this is what, six players. So this is six players. You also had the Yankees release Harrison Bader. Um, and these are salary dumps. And this is probably going to trigger the league to change the trade deadline. Because yeah. you have 20 teams pretty much in the hunt for the playoffs. And these other teams that aren't, they're like, look, we we can't trade them. We don't we don't have the ability to trade them, so we're not going to carry their salary the rest of the year. So we're going to dump their salary. But this is how you get the players. It goes in reverse order. So the team with the worst record gets the first choice. I would love the Astros to go out and get Lopez and more. I mean, if right. Dusty's so insistent on a left-handed reliever, one of those guys fits that bill right there. I kind of joked about Lucas Giolito, but I think he'll get swooped up before the Astros have a chance to try to claim someone like him. But what an embarrassing amount of riches out there. (laughs) Really, when I saw that, I was like, wait, are they going to sell the Angels? Like, are are they quitting? Like, are they going to have anybody left to play that actual game? Are they going to have to field seven players? They're going to bring minor leaguers. That's what they're going (laughs) to do. No, I know, but I'm just saying, I, I instantly remembered when you show up to little league game and you have uh, 10 players on your team and three don't show up, you have seven and you have to have eight to play. So what do you do? You borrow a player from the other team. So you see the angels out there. All of a sudden there's a blue Jay in their outfield. And then the, and and then the blue Jay coach is like, 
hey, make sure you catch every ball to you, you know? They do that sometimes in, um, like, spring training, I think. Uh, so Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, they did that yeah. in the World Baseball Classic, I remember. Like, they had Astros pitcher pitching for, um, like, Team Venezuela or whatever team exactly. we were playing at the time. So, um, but going back, yes, there's other players that were um, also um, put on waivers. Harrison Bader with yeah. the Yankees. Also, Josh John Donaldson. Carlos Carrasco with the Mets, Mike Clevenger, if you want him with the no. White Sox, um, Jose Cisnero with the Tigers. So there are some uh, names out there that are interesting. So uh, there are a lot of um, a lot of teams that are ahead of the Astros. So the Astros right now are 23, according to Fox. Uh, the teams ahead of them are the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Cubs, the Twins, the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox the Giants um, and the Reds and the Marlins. Okay. So um, I don't you like in really, the Marlins and the <laughs> Yankees and I could keep on going. Oh, the angels, maybe the angels will put a claim. Yeah. The <laughs> angels will reclaim them. Oh, geez. Like who knows? Like, I'm sorry. They really, they really missed a golden opportunity. They really missed a golden opportunity to get some really good prospects and players for Shohei Otani. Now you're looking at Shoyotani with a torn UCL. He's still hitting the ball. Now there now questions are floating around the media, Eric. Is this guy going to just be a hitter? Is he going to be relegated to not pitch anymore because right. of the UCL? He's already had Tommy John. Yeah. Wow, what a disaster for the Angels. I mean, Artem Moreno, probably the second worst owner. I think the worst owner, obviously, we all would have a consensus on the Oakland A's because we feel for their fan base. But good Lord, Autumn Moreno really, man, he yeah. he really punted the ball on this one. So what they're trying to do is they are trying to get underneath the luxury tax threshold because they, they are a repeat offender, so they'll have to pay a, um, a double penalty. Like that. So um, that's something that they would have to do. So um, uh, you said Lucas Giolito. I think that would be an interesting name. But Matt Moore is somebody Matt I Moore, think yeah. the Astros could use. Uh, you don't. The Astros don't seem to have a reliable lefty. So if you go ahead and um, he's 34, he's got a 3-1 record with a 2.30 ERA, has 47 strikeouts and 43 innings pitch. This is a guy that's not a – he's not a throwaway. He's literally a guy with a have, – having great season. And then if you look at Lucas Giolito, he's 7-11, and 4.45 ERA. He has 165 strikeouts and 153 innings pitch, 1.28 whip. He's not the best pitcher out there, but you can literally claim him for nothing and then take on the rest of the salary at ergo taking it away from the Angels. Yeah, I really wanted him at the at the trade deadline because I didn't think that they were going to get rid of their of their big pitchers, you know, Dylan Cease and all that stuff. But um, what an opportunity if if one of these guys left-handed reliever falls to the Astros why the heck not would you bring someone in because that's been one of the things where you don't know where they're gonna be um look great series so far Eric this is a bounce back I mean they got swept by Seattle and like the sky was literally falling in Houston right and we've gone from the they'll never make the playoffs they won't even make the playoffs this year too sorry folks Sorry to disappoint y'all, but they are going to make the playoffs. Where they land, we won't know until late September. Yes, uh, Reynaldo Lopez, two and seven with the three point eighty six ERA, 
71 strikeouts and 53 uh, two-thirds innings pitch. I love Lopez. I think these are I, guys, these are some guys that will help playoff yeah. contenders. And so other teams you don't need them. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, other teams you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> almost like um, you know how when sometimes when you play Monopoly, you kind of make trades that are uneven for your friends or somebody that you you want to help. I never did that, Eric. <laughs> well, um, but <laughs> it's that's I guess I'm like playing Monopoly with you. <laughs> no, uh, but I think this is kind of it's it seems weird, but um, we'll see what happens. All these guys will be going to some uh, other homes, but. Uh, since Jose Altuve has come back from um, the IL since on August 6th, the Astros are averaging 6.7 runs per game. Wow. They fell a little short today. Shame on you, Jose mm. Altuve. Only six runs. but um, If you bet the over. Yeah. Oops. So uh, during that time, they have scored 17 runs, 13 runs, 12 runs, 11 runs, and 11 runs. So that just shows uh, like before then it was like maybe averaging like 4.7 or something like that. So uh, I don't, I don't have that number right in front of me, but um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was 4.7 Eric, because I remember distinctly it was 4.7 before it's, they've literally gained two runs per game. Um, And, and look, you, you highlighted it earlier. Michael Brantley may have gone over four, but he hit the ball really hard. This guy's coming off a shoulder surgery. This guy's coming off of he gets ramped up and then he gets shut down. And he looked, look, he looked calm at the plate. I love seeing the little timing thing he does where he taps the bat on his shoulder. I love that. I'm like, this is, this is so cool to have him back in this lineup. Someone mentioned earlier, it would have been really cool to have Chaz in the lineup tonight. But, you know, he's cooled off a little bit, but we hope he finds his strength. Bob made a great catch and that was a great hit by him, too. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Make sure you go and check out tomorrow's game. Uh, it's going to be on SiriusXM. So if you can't watch, uh, go and check out every pitch on uh, SiriusXM. Just go ahead and download the SXM app and search Astros. Um, my name is Eric Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Astros. You can find be someone right there at H-Town Wheelhouse. And uh, we are the Locked on Astros podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully talking about another Astros victory because why not? Because we love our Strohs and hopefully we love us. So we'll see you tomorrow. That's right. Thank you, Patch Collection, for the hat. <laughs>